It's Tuesday, August 22nd, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, if you are in the United States of America, and especially if you were close to the totality zone of the solar eclipse that we witnessed yesterday, which stretched from Lincoln Beach, Oregon, all the way to Charleston, South Carolina, you saw a, as it's been dubbed, once-in-a-lifetime sight as the moon eclipsed the sun, creating darkness, wind change, temperature declines, and a beautiful phenomena like no other. Meteorologists, astrologers, and scientists have all dubbed the event we witnessed yesterday as the Super Bowl of the solar system. Many have said that this was the the number one phenomenon that we see in the cosmos. You know, we saw over the last several weeks and months, people scramble to get the exact right pair of eclipse glasses, making sure they were completely approved by NASA, uh, contained a certain serial code, and even met the approval of their family eye doctor. We saw people drive all across this country to be able to be in a zone where they could see the moment where totally the moon eclipsed the sun. We certainly have have not seen energy like this, preparation like this for many events in our lifetime. Even my own family and I were on our way to Sanford University last week on Friday to go to the uh, the, uh, the astronomy lab because they were doing a display to help us understand what was happening with the eclipse. And we got there at just the right time to be early and in line 30 minutes before the first showing. And lo and behold, we were probably the 900th person to show up. They were doing three showings and only 94 people could fit in the uh, planetarium there. And so obviously enough, we were unable to make it. The hysteria around this event, the excitement that this has generated has really been like none other. But as Christ followers, how did we view this event? Did we view this event through the lens of pure astronomical chance? Did, did we look at it like the meteorologists and, and the astronomers and, and the scientists and, and just think of the chance and this is just a chance that happens every so often? Or did, did we view it as simply another check off the bucket list as something else for those of us who are young to tell our grandkids and for those of us who are old to take a picture and pass along to our grandkids or our great-grandkids? You know, did we just see this as another event to check off the great list of things that we've accomplished? Or did we let it pass just like another day? Then we just said, oh, well, it happened and it's no big deal. Or did we glory in our great God who is ultimately in control of all things? As followers of Christ, did did we take the time to make sure our children know that it is our great and glorious God who perfectly designed the heavens in order that he could constantly display his glory to his children. We see comets and eclipses and events like yesterday to know that our great God is showing off in his glory for us. Did we tell our children that is of God? 
showing us his glory, displaying his ultimate love for his children. As believers of the gospel, did we take the chance to make sure that our neighbors knew that not only did God cause the sun to rise and shine routinely, but he also caused an eclipse every several decades. But he also sent forth his son, born of a woman, to redeem us, to take on our sin. That is the once and for all, once and for all lifetime thing that our neighbors need to know is that Jesus Christ came to be the propitiation for our sin. Did we take this opportunity to tell our neighbors of the gospel? And during the eclipse hysteria, did we take the moment to worship a God who is so precise, who is so sovereign and is in so in control that the sun, the moon, and the stars listen to him? Isaiah 40, verses 21 through 28. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he, our God, who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom will you compare me that I may be like him, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name by the greatness of his might, because he is strong in power. Not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. Amen. We need to take opportunities like a solar eclipse, like things that happen in the heavens, to tell our neighbors that we worship a God who calls out the starry host, who causes that eclipse, but ultimately who brought a Savior to redeem us of our sin. Eric Mixtakis wrote an article for Fox News that, that was published on Sunday entitled, Are Solar Eclipses Proof of God? And I, I wanted to read just a bit of that article because I thought it was just such a, a, a great testimony of the precise nature of our God. Uh, Eric writes, about 15 years ago, an odd idea popped into my head. Google was just a gurgling infant, but I happened to have a sturdy Britannica nearby and I pulled out a dusty volume and quickly discovered the diameter of the sun. It is precisely 864,576 miles. The diameter of the moon was listed at 2,159 miles. I then looked up the distance from Earth to the sun, which varies slightly, but is generally given as 93 million miles. And then I found the distance from Earth to the moon. That varies slightly too, so the average is given as 239,000 miles. Armed with these four figures, I did some simple math. I divided the sun's diameter by the moon's and got 400.452. If my strange hunch was correct, dividing the distance from the earth to the sun by the distance from the earth to the moon should give me something similar. It certainly did. My calculations yielded 389.121. 
And there it was. I stared at the numbers amazed. Was it correlation in these ratios? Mere coincidence? Of course, what this all meant was simply that these immemorial ancient and vast objects, though as different in size as a single BB and a super gigantic beach ball, one that has over six feet in diameter, would from our perspective here on Earth seem almost precisely the same size. So if they ever just happened to lie in the sky, they would match up perfectly, not almost perfectly, but perfectly and bizarrely so. What might be the odds of this just happening randomly? Almost all the planets in our solar system have no moons or many moons. Jupiter has 60 of incredibly varying sizes. So this sort of thing doesn't happen anywhere else in our solar system. But our planet has just one moon that happens to be just the right size and just the right distance from Earth. I found the precision necessary for all of this unbelievable. The more I thought about it, the more I knew that there was no way this could be mere coincidence. It seemed almost planned. In fact, it seemed utterly planned, as all things of such precision must be. Oh, beloved, isn't our God glorious? He is sovereignly in control, using nature to execute his grand purposes. Joshua, right in the book of Joshua, defeats the Amorites when the Lord extended the day by making the sun stand still. The, the Lord caused fire to fall from heaven and burn up Ezekiel's offering so that he could show the, the prophets that our God was great. And the Lord allowed another solar eclipse to highlight the death of the Almighty on the cross when in Matthew twenty-seven forty-five it tells us that darkness overcame the land from noon until three. So I want to tell you today, if you've wandered onto this podcast and and you thought yesterday's eclipse was just a, a phenomenon of nature or a random act of chance, and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to know that yesterday was not just chance, but a glorious display of the grace and the glory of God. But there is a grander display because you, my friend, are a sinner. Romans 3.20 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You are a sinner, but Christ has made a way that he will cover over your sin and not just in the totality zone and not just for a couple of minutes, but God will cover over our sin for a lifetime. In that totality zone, in the middle of that eclipse, when you looked up at the sun, you no longer saw the sun, but you saw the moon. And that's what God sees when he sees our sinful lives. He no longer sees us, but he sees Christ who comes in front of us and shows his perfect life so that we can stand before an almighty God. And Christ follower, as we obey the commands of Christ to defend the fatherless, let us be reminded that Christ is completely in control of every detail of our pursuit. For those of you who are in the adoption process, God is in control of every piece of paperwork. God is in control of the timing for which you will go to bring your child home to their forever family. God is in control of our finances. Christ follower, God is in control of our ability and our gifts. God is in control of our job and how we use that job for his glory, for his gospel, and for his majesty. God is in control of our families and what happens in our families and 
So I want to encourage us as we close. Let's surrender our lives to Christ and place our hope supremely in him. And yet what happened yesterday be a beautiful reminder of the grace of God and the glory of God. Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.